What it is, everybody? Welcome to episode 151 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether. You can call me Fish. With me, as always, my favorite sack of shit. Oh, no, Mickey Duff. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to talk about a movie about a giant shark. I feel like I don't know you, actually. I, I, I feel like you don't really know a man until you know where they fall on the giant shark movie. Well, not even giant shark, just shark movies in general, because it's become a genre, right? Jaws yeah. created this genre, and there have been many, many imitations. How do you feel about shark movies? Uh, I like them. I mean, like, is it like... Sharks are the genre, or is it like killer animals are the genre? I would almost say that the killer animals are a genre of, you know, horror, horror slash thriller, and then you've got shark movies are a subgenre of killer animal genres because yeah. it's its own thing. Like it is like I'm I'm a fan of killer animal movies. Full stop. Like mm. I'm always going to be down for that. They they usually come under that B movie uh, banner. Which, you know, I love that yeah. sort of shit. But the shark movie is a whole other animal. It's a whole the other shark, beast. Yeah. They definitely have their own, like, style too, don't they? The one that I always remember that isn't a shark movie was Rogue. Oh, you know, the yeah. Big... And that was fucking good. Like, that's a good movie. I mm. really liked Rogue. It was full on. It was one of the very few that actually was kind of scary, you know? Like, because this is, yeah. this is the problem with shark movies for, for the masses is that they're not scary anymore. Jaws is terrifying. But then they made like three sequels to Jaws and they all kind of sucked, even though I like them. But in terms of like the terror that that original Spielberg classic brought to the screen, that's just not there anymore. They're kind of funny now. They've become the Sharknado movies, which again, I love <laughs> the Sharknado films, but they haven't really been the Scary. big deal that they were like where it started you know so it's kind of fallen into this bit of a schlock thing mm. and i enjoy a good shark movie on a couple of captain morgans you know what i mean like it's it, they're they're good fun with some friends and you're having a laugh this one actually excited me for many many reasons by the way we're going to be talking about the meg jason statham's new vehicle which if you haven't figured that out by now the megalodon is a giant prehistoric shark this thing yeah. was like what uh 20 meters long or something it was as 25. big as a blue whale yeah. this thing is that sounds that's terrifying well one reason i wanted to watch this was because i was like oh this could be the next jaws another reason i wanted to watch this is jason statham was in it but the biggest reason i was mostly interested in this is because about 10 years ago i actually wrote a megalodon i didn't f finish the script but i wrote an outline for a script for this thing nice. because that's fucking cool because 10 years ago i watched i don't remember it I can't remember the name of the show or if you remember it all, but there was a show on like one of the doco channels, like National Geographic or something. And it was prehistoric fight clubs. And it, oh, there was a right. thing where they had a Megalodon on it fighting a T-Rex or some sort of, you know, carnivorous dinosaur back in the day. And I remember being like, the fuck is this giant shark? How have I not heard about this? And yeah. mainly, how has there not been a movie about this? About so, a, a giant shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I dug deep. This was back in the day before... Well, you could download stuff, but the internet kind of sucked then, so it was hard to find anything. So I did, I did a bit of an IMDb search and found there was a number 
of Megalodon movies. Really? I don't know if they were sci-fi channel originals, but they were like that style of movie, like very low budget, very bad. <laughs> and I went and found them all. I watched them all and they were all trash. All of them. They all sucked. But they None had were good. cool ideas. They had the similar idea to what this did with the Megalodon was living way down in the depths of the ocean sort of thing and people drilling the bottom of the ocean, let it out or something like that. It was always like a cool idea of this thing coming up. But then they would always use like stock footage of great white sharks and then superimpose like a, a little submarine into it. And it just looked yeah. so bad. So bad. So I said, fuck this. I can do this. I can do this a lot better. So I went out and I, I started writing a script about a megalodon because right now we don't really know what's at the depths of the ocean because we can't physically get there. So in the future, when we're able to get there, we discover that there's all these giant fish, basically giant, giant versions of the fish that are in our ocean all live in the depths way down in the dark. And it becomes like the fad for all these deep sea divers to go down and start killing all these fish because it's like, you know, trophy hunting and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And an epidemic happens and we kill off all the fish that were actually the diet of a megalodon down there. And because there's no food down there for it anymore, it comes, it comes up, up and it starts fucking up the world and all that sort of stuff. And I had, I like, I went real deep into this. I was so keen to make it, but you know, obviously I didn't have a, a spare 150 mil just to throw. To make your megalodon scripts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So a couple of years ago, I remember reading about this one and being like, oh, fuck, they beat me to it. <laughs> you know, sort of thing. They made the film. But yeah. little did I know, this movie has been around for ages, actually. I've done, I've done a bit of research on it. And I've also read the novel. It's based on a novel called Meg, A Tale of Deep Terror. <laughs> Jesus. Which it wasn't bad. It's actually a really good novel. And I, and I really want to point out the differences of the movie Kind of like I did with Ready Player One. So I'll, I'll do that as we go along. But basically, this, this was written about 1997. And Disney actually owned the rights almost immediately. Once this book was written, they bought the rights to it. So Disney were going to make this film. It went into development hell. Never happened. Kind of disappeared for a while. Then came back. With, and Del Toro was going to produce this. Um, New Line Cinema were going to do it around 2005. And then it fell off again, and now it's eventually come back now with Jason Statham. Um, so this has been a long time coming. And again, I'm so surprised that this just hasn't capitalized. Like a Meg movie hasn't happened until now. It sort of goes in and out of fashion, doesn't it? I don't know what it is. It's the same with dinos. Like they go mm. in and out of fashion within pop culture as to when it's appropriate to make stuff like this. Yeah. If that makes sense. I'm surprised they did it when they did it because Jurassic World was dropped recently. You're going from one dinosaur film to basically another dinosaur film that is arguably tr trying to do something very similar, which is tapping into an unknown world and it going wrong. Yeah. And uh, don't get me wrong, they're very different. But there's definitely like a... Yeah, I, I'm surprised this sort of thing at this scale hasn't happened because the Megalodon is such a, a major part of the underwater history. Like, everybody knows what a Megalodon is. And, like, everybody's sat on Google and looked at photos of, like, the size of a Megalodon compared to a Great White Shark. It's all something we've all done because it's, it's so massive. It's the, a mystery of the deep if you will. Mm. I think that they've capitalized on the Mosasaurus, to be honest. Like, I think they saw that people loved the Mosasaurus in the original Jurassic World, and they're like, okay, now's the time. Now's yeah. the time to bring out a giant aquatic creature movie. I would have thought we would have seen at least a very low-budget yet 
iconic movie come out in the 80s myself well they were still they were still dropping jaws sequels yeah well that's that's what i mean like while the jaws sequels were at their height i would have thought like and i don't i don't know the the entire history of a megalodon like i don't know if it was known about back then but i would have thought that would have been the time like we had a movie called orca back then about a killer killer whale (laughs) so why don't we have the giant shark but yeah okay well it's here why don't you tell us what happened in the movie Connor mcduff um Right, so we got. Look. <laughs> Give me one fucking second. Give me one fucking second. The shark Give gets out and minute. tries to kill people at the end. There's a bunch of researchers, and they go, you know what? The bottom of the Mariana Trench isn't the bottom of the Mariana Trench. There's something else down there. And they go, yep, you got a boss. Let's find out. So they develop an underwater lab and go below what they they thought was the depth of the Mariana Trench, which is apparently just cold air, freezing cold air, so nothing can go in and out. Anyway, a Meg's down there, and it finds out that there's some shit going on, so it breaches through the, the mist, the, the cloudy mist, gets out of there, and starts wreaking havoc on the world. It starts hunting people down, and so Jason Statham and his friends try and kill this shark, and it turns out there's two of them. There's a little bit more there, like the Jason Statham was a he's an ex ex rescue guy and he goes underwater to rescue people trapped in subs and stuff, um, and then like a the sub he was rescuing people on starts getting crumpled and he's like there was something down there so he had to leave and he left his friends behind to die and so he goes crazy and then loses his job because of it and he was convinced it was basically a megalodon then he finds out he's right and he's like I knew I was right the whole time so he's there to help kill these two sharks and it's just them hunting down the sharks that's pretty much it people die throughout it and they hunt down the sharks there's not like it's not like a crazy I, the, the story isn't crazy the craziest bit is at the very end where Jason Statham gets out of the submarine and stabs the shark in the eye with like a hook and then <laughs> the shark rides up and Jason Statham is hanging onto it it's crazy that's pretty much the only bit but like yeah, that's that's the story. Now, I have a question before we get too deep into this, because this irked me from the get-go. So, he's saving people at the very start, five years before the events of the film. Yeah. Like, something crumples the submarine, and he's like, something's down there, we have to go, right? That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Aren't the Megalodons trapped within this place that is below the Mariana Trench? Like, they're, they're, but they're, they're in a place that no one knows about, because no one can access it because the Mariana Trench, like that frozen, that, that cloud, like stops anything from getting in. Yes. So, so how can a Megalodon crumple a submarine? Because they're, all the Megalodons are below that line. Well, aren't they, aren't they below the line? Isn't that the idea? Or are they, they, are they not? They can't be below the line because they're like, we thought the Mariana Trench was this deep. And for the first time ever, we're going to see if, we can, if, it's, if it's a cloud or if it's actually the bottom of the ocean. Like that's the whole point. Is it's the first expedition in? They're like, okay, we're gonna go see what's down here. So they don't go below it in that particular expedition. I don't. Well, well, they couldn't because because that no, like humans think that the bottom of the ocean is the Mariana Trench, and all the megalodons are below the bottom of the Mariana Trench, and they're definitely not below the Mariana Trench because that would defeat the purpose of them going to the b- past it. Because they would go, oh, we already know you can go past it. It's not yeah. the bottom. Okay. What the fuck? You're right. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. 
Like, it doesn't make any sense. Stupid. (laughs) So, yeah, it's just the cloud. It's just like a a temperature thing, right? So, I, uh, yeah, I'm not, I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know about the start. (laughs) Because they definitely go below it later, right? Because, yeah, yeah. Because they're in the in the little submarines, and and um, the submarine blowing up makes the hole in it, so the the megalodons can come out. I do have a question about the the start of this film as well. Like Jason Statham is sitting there, and and he sees the the thing crumple, and just go like his mind just goes to megalodon. Yeah. If he's a scientist and a logical man, he would see something and be like, "Holy shit, what's going on?" Like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you like take all other avenues before you went to prehistoric shark shark yeah (laughs) and also like this film look for all of its strengths the weaknesses are just within its story like oh my story and is this the biggest weakness and like character motives like he so the thing crumples and then he gets off and he's like we have to like he had to leave his mates behind right that's like two people behind. Yeah. And he's like, don't leave them behind. What the fuck? The doctor. And he closes Hell the hatch up. and he gets yeah. out of there. And he's like, we would have died. And then the fucking submarine blows up. And Hella's like, what have you done? And I'm like, what? The submarine just exploded. It's very obvious that yeah. if you waited, everybody would die. I don't understand. Exactly. Like, and this is the funny thing. Like, we, I saw this with our buddy Reese, and every time this Hella guy came up and was bitching, he was all like, had like this thing against Jonas or Jason Statham. And it was kind of like, dude, settle the fuck down. Like, <laughs> he saved 11 people. <laughs> like, come on, 11 or none. It's like, that's, you know, these are decisions that have to be made by rescue people all the time. This is, he did the right thing. And, yeah, he's come up spouting that it, it was a giant shark that did this and all that. Yeah, okay, they might think he's a little crazy, but still, he saved 11 people. And the guy, it was obvious that this submarine blew up. Now, this is something that um, was done a lot better in the book. And we're, and I will. you just pointed out the perfect thing because the story is just a mess in this movie. The character development is a mess. The script is dog shit, to be honest. Whereas the book... It's actually this Heller guy. It, there, there were two submarines that are going down. They're, they're trying to prove the existence of Megalodon. So they're already kind of like thinking that maybe they are below this little trench thing. And Jonas goes in one submarine and another dude goes in another submarine. And that guy gets killed by the Megalodon. But there's no evidence to prove that it is. So he comes up and he's like, holy shit. My mate died, he got killed by a megalodon, and there's, I think there's some other factors, like he he could have saved him or done whatever, and this Hella guy is like, that was my friend in the other thing, so he actually has a grudge against him because it's a personal thing, and yeah. that's one thing I really think that they should have done in this movie, is the people that he left behind should have been like Hella's son, or somebody really important to him, to make it justified for him to be such a dickhead, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> there's I no justification. Like, yeah, okay, he he let some people die. He he should have saved them. He couldn't. He's spouting that it's it's a megalodon. Fucking okay, that's very vague. That's very like you know. For five years, this guy's been holding on to that. Like, get the fuck over it. This isn't enough to destroy Jonas's career. Whereas in the book, he goes away and he actually goes public talking about the megalodon because you actually he actually sees the megalodon. He doesn't just see something crumple the submarine. He sees a giant fish and he's like, what the fuck is that? That must be a megalodon. So he starts going around and 
telling the world and everyone thinks he's crazy because there's no evidence you know so he his career is destroyed his reputation is destroyed because he's spouted as a madman which makes so much yeah. more sense because there's it none does. of that here it sounds way better yeah like why would they not follow the source material on that i wonder i don't know i don't know there's so many things like all, like a lot of the characters are, are very different like another thing that doesn't really make much sense he comes back later when you know the other sub is caught down the bottom and his ex-wife is one of the people on the sub like who the fuck is his ex-wife where yeah, did she come and, from <laughs> and like you see this blonde chick and she seems important and she has her own storyline and she's ex like ex greenpeace and stuff and then in a conversation they're sitting down in thailand and this Asian dude just looks at um, Jason Statham and goes, your ex-wife is trapped on the boat. Like, out of nowhere, they <laughs> drop this info. There's no reason for it to, like, have that connection. There's nothing there. was there. no precursor, like, right? We didn't see no. this chick before. No, yeah. it's literally just, <laughs> literally just, it's almost like improv. Like, on the day, yeah. the director's like, oh, mate, mate, uh, ex-wife, he, he's, he's your ex-wife. That's, that's what'll She's get him over the line. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, what? Like, just, what? <laughs> I feel like someone's saying Jonas was right, Jonas was right. That the motivation that the Megalodon, this fucking creature that you thought was existed, or at least someone has said, you were right, you're not crazy, would be enough to save them you know yeah like, yeah yeah and if they went that route of you know his his reputation has been tarnished because everyone thinks he's crazy all of a sudden there's one person backing him up and he's like oh shit which they vaguely go into but it's, it's not really there is it the ex-wife in the book is actually a gold digging reporter bitch who um is she was with him because he was a celebrity at one time because he was one of the only people who's done that dive. So he's kind of a mini celebrity and she's like riding his coattail. But um, she's a reporter trying to make it big, make a name for herself in that way. And um, she's actually shagging a cameraman or something like that. She is, once he kind of gets involved again, she sort of shows up again and, and, it, and it's kind of like a whole, there's a lot more tension there. Whereas here... She means nothing to us. Like, not even later do they get back together or anything. It's like, yeah. you know, she's just she's just some blonde chick. Like, who is she? <laughs> this film was, I don't know in the book, but this film is like China central. Like, they, this is, this is more of a Chinese film than it is a, um, like a Hollywood film. And they try really hard to, to balance the line, but every vital character is Chinese that isn't Jason Statham. Like, everyone of importance that does anything is Chinese. There's that opening scene where they're like, Shanghai, five years later. Like, yeah. there's no reason for to them to, like, like yeah. it, it adds nothing because it's all on an oil rig. So it doesn't actually illustrate anything at all that yeah, they're, true. like, showing off Shanghai. And then the beach they go to is, of course, a Chinese beach, I'm pretty sure, and at least an Asian beach. Um, it's like Taiwan or something. Or Thai it's just, it's Thailand, about, maybe. like, it was all about selling to that, um, like, Asia-Pacific theatre. Which is a huge market. market, so that's, like, it's a big deal to... To do that, and those, and I think these monster films too, like these mm -hmm. sort of films, are, yeah, they love that. They like their their thing. They must be because that's all I've heard about this film was exactly that, like how this film's going to sell and the sort of film it is. But it is definitely like they went into this and they did not want to make a serious film. Like that's their that was their goal. And if they did, they fucked up <laughs> because <laughs> because it isn't a serious film. It's a romp. It's like more of a. B film, like a, a high production B movie 
than anything else, in well, my opinion. Well, my kind of biggest problem is that they don't really know what type of movie they're making. It feels like yeah. they're like, yeah, they're they're going like the schlocky sort of B movie feel, but then they're also trying to give you genuine scares. And it's not quite hitting either mark for me. The one movie I will compare it to, I don't know if you ever saw it, but Piranha three D no. way back in the day hit this perfectly it wasn't really scary it was more of a comedy if anything and it just took the piss out of creature features but did it so well and just like took all the tropes of one and just made fun of it but still was quite a compelling film (laughs) yeah so and that's what this is trying to do and i feel like it's just not getting there it's just not getting there and it's it mainly falls on the script because a lot of this script is just fucking lame oh it's so like all the shark stuff, like they they do when they do the shark stuff. There's like cool moments and stuff that I actually really quite liked. But anytime there's no shark or it's not about the shark, I want to die. Like I just <laughs> haven't like all the dialogue and the character relationships and the acting, the fucking acting. It's so bad, like mm-hmm. so fucking bad, and. I don't, but the thing is, I didn't really mind because I didn't expect it to be good. Like, I went in going, this is going to be corny as fuck, and I reckon they're going to try too hard. And I, of course, it's corny as fuck, and they tried, tried too hard. way too hard. <laughs> and so I sort of almost loved, like, liked that element of it where I'm like, oh my God, that is terrible. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. like, that is terrible. And it's not, tr- it's not intentionally terrible. It's, they're trying for it not to be terrible. They're trying to develop real genuine relationships on screen and none of it makes sense and none of it is like remotely interesting or compelling it's just this empty oh fuck it's so bad (laughs) well this is like this is where normally i'd be like it's so bad it's good but it's not even that i normally like you know you the room type of thing where there's a guy who has put his heart and soul into this movie and it's so bad but he thinks it's perfect you know and that's kind of what I was almost hoping was going to happen here because I quickly realized that this wasn't the Megalodon movie that I've been waiting for and that, okay, well, it's going to go B-movie schlockish sort of silliness. And I'm all for stupid one-liners and bad lines that are done at the right time, but this the lines aren't even good. Like, there's one bit where Rain Wilson, they kill one of the sharks or something and Rain Wilson's like, hell yeah! And that just sums it all up for me. I was like, no, yeah. like that's not yeah. cool. And Jason Statham, there's one bit where Jason Statham actually says, I'm in trouble. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, they, um, none of the characters were good. None of, it wasn't funny. Like when it was trying to be funny. Funny, no. It wasn't. Yeah. And I it honestly was... think that um, the main girl who played uh, Suyin, she she was struggling with a bit of like translation things i think the timing of her stuff was just just that little bit off and like i like that she had this chinese element of it and i'm i'm really grateful that we have this character but i don't i don't think she could speak english very well you know what i mean so she was struggling to hit the timing of things and it just sounded a little bit silly and a little bit sloppy at times and um but my main thing is like how can you like i love jason statham there's probably not a movie that I haven't enjoyed Jason Statham in. And this one, it's just like, how did you make Jason Statham bad? 
How did yeah. this happen? <laughs> I didn't, and a lot of it, like they almost like it's almost like they filmed one take and went, "All right, that'll do. Let's go," and moved on. Like sometimes I'm like, "What? Like what was that line? I didn't catch that. What what happened?" It's I just all feel just like, very odd. I just feel like Jason Statham was high the entire time that he was making this because he was like, "What the fuck happened? I used to be the transporter, <laughs> and now I'm fighting a giant fish." Yeah, um, but yeah. but in every time, like his eyes. He just had the, you know, the intense Statham eyes all the time. And he's just looking around like, I, but I really feel like that was him looking around like, why am I here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Questioning it all. So every time that he tried to say something, and, it, and again, I'm going to blame the script because we all know that Statham can do this. He can do yeah. tough guy. He can do these sorts of things well. Even he couldn't save these lines. They were just bad. Oh, I'm in trouble. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Come yeah, on. Yeah, it was so like, and look. Do you think that he was good casting for this though? No. <laughs> He's just like this, he's just the hero. He was just, he's just a badass. I can do everything everyone else won't do. That's his character. Which he doesn't is have anything. Not really what this character should be, right? Like I think of this character as more of like a Jeff Goldblum or someone like that, yeah. like a nerdy scientist guy who's like, well, fuck it, I'll do it. Like who's mm. an unlikely hero, not an actual action hero. You know? Yeah, they, he's just the, the cool guy. That's all it is. I, look, I want to talk about the shark. I want to talk about the shark mm -hmm. because there's like there's this weird thing in this film where they try to be elusive with the shark, but and, not at all at the same time. But not at all. So like <laughs> that you don't see him for so long at the start, and then suddenly you just see so much of the shark, and then it goes back to not seeing much of the shark again. Yeah. And for me, I was like, why wouldn't you just like don't be tricky with it? Just follow a linear pattern with how you're going to show the shark show more and more of the shark as the film goes on not show mm -hmm. more and then less and then more and then less because there's that scene where the shark like faces the little girl yeah and like that is that is cool like that is probably my favorite scene just the imagery of it this giant shark staring at this girl that mm -hmm. is so cool to mm -hmm. watch but it, it's like it's happened after you've seen the shark five times in full yeah so it's way less threatening it reminds me of that you know the old indoraptor back in jurassic world uh like you've already shown the the creature and then you have the creepy bedroom scene like no we don't like this should have happened first <laughs> there's and no I, reason i totally agree yeah. like i think they should have gone the godzilla route and just like teased us like we see a giant dorsal fin or we see just the outline of this huge fish in the water and these were things that i <laughs> not saying that i could do it better but i could do it better um the <laughs> my script back in the day like the opening scene i wanted to have or one of the the you know the trade like kind of the iconic scenes that i had in mind was just this fisherman on a boat and the you know the water starts getting really rough and his dog starts barking at something and he's like what the hell and he's looking over the boat and he can't see anything but then we see like a top-down shot of this thing just rising the shape of a fish just getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it eventually like knocks the boat over sort of thing and cut and then we cut to a news report yeah. of fisherman goes missing in the thing you know sort of thing like that's creepy shit that we need have this thing come and kill a blue whale like yeah. i had i had a scene where there was you know, a bunch of whale watchers watching these blue whales and a fucking megalodon just comes out and KOs one of these fish. But that's like, but that's cool because like, you're not like, you might see like from, you see it from a human's perspective of these whales and one goes yes. to breach and suddenly you see like tails and fins flying and yeah, like blood, yeah. but you don't see 
the it's like that fish. scene in it's like the scene in Jaws where the kid dies yep. at the beach. Exactly. And it's funny because they're obviously trying to take all the tropes that Jaws has set up here because they there's you know like you said they they're not really showing the fish at the start it's being very vague. In fact, we don't see it at all, which is is something that I was a little bit confused about because you know, yeah, we see it chomping on the on the submarine at the start and then when he eventually goes back down, he's, you still don't see it. Like why don't you have this thing fly over it? Um, you know, swim over the top and you just catch, like, again, like a dorsal fin or yeah. like a giant tooth or something. It's like, what? What the hell is that? That's the that's the beauty of giant creatures is you can have selective photography. Like, the Godzilla remake did it really well. They probably teased this a little bit too much, but, like, you know, you only see a tail even though this thing's as big as a building. It's, yeah. it's behind a building and it's always like, what in the shit is that? Like, that's what yeah. we should be questioning the entire time. Whereas they, they're trying to flirt with that, but it's not actually giving me that um, sensation. And then later on, it's like anywhere that they go and set a trap, the Megalodon just happens to be. It's fucking there, yeah. <laughs> and then they saved like, there's all these like scenes up until the money, like the money shot of the film, which is the Megalodon causing havoc in the public where they're trying to kill it and... Like, they're on a boat, and they're trying to stop the Megalodon from killing them. And there's, like, some cool imagery of, like, the, just the, the power and the sound of, like, you see the massive dorsal fin in the water. Like, that's all, like that was cool. I really like that. But for one, why the fuck would a shark be just floating on the top of this dorsal fin out? Like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> and <laughs> it wouldn't be out the top for that long. They saved all the cool imagery of the shark. Basically, all the cool things that you you go, oh, that is fucking sick. For the end, like the person stand up paddleboarding and the yeah. megalodon swims up. Yeah, see, that's the and, that's the stuff we should have been seeing at the start. Yeah, we, I wanted to see more of that silhouettes and like profile mm. shots and mm. just like showing us the scale and like how powerful it is without showing the havoc. Because at the end, when the shark is just causing havoc on the beach and killing everything, I was like, that's pretty, like, Sick, I don't, man. I don't hate that. Like that's, that's pretty much what this film should have been this whole time. So I'm pretty happy with that. But it was like doing it at the same time as trying to show it like the, the Jaws shark. And I was yeah. like, you should have done one and then done the other, not do both at the same time. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, like, yeah, but, yeah. No, I agree. It's just so fucking stupid. It was well, so stupid. I think my biggest problem with with the shark is that it doesn't actually pose too much of a threat to the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the first shark is out in the depths for ages, and it's kind of like, why is it just sticking around? Like, fuck off. Go find some whales to kill. Go find <laughs> some, <laughs> you know. Fuck off, would you? <laughs> Which is what happens in, in the book, is it's actually, you know, it starts... Uh, the megalodon starts going towards this male, uh, this male, this whale migrating area, and starts killing all these whales. So that's how they are able to find it. Like it just disappears yeah. into the into this vast ocean. Yet in here, they just seem to know where it is all the time. I know they put the tracker on it, but even before they put the tracker on it, it's like, oh, there it is. Put it on, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I I really wanted to see more of it killing people like who cares about the people on this on the the rig out in the middle of the ocean it's when it gets to the beaches and when it starts taking out fishermen or something like that that that's when it means something it's like fuck we need to stop this thing now before yeah. it kills before people can't go in the water anymore because there's the biggest aquatic 
Predator ever. Yeah, there's just so much dead time where I don't know why it's not like a the sense of urgency isn't there. Or like, oh, fuck, this has breached the, the, the line, the Mariana Trench line. Like, where is it going? Yeah. Let's find it. Shit, there's nothing, yeah. Yeah, it's just all this stuff. And it's like, okay, well, you could still have all that, this space in between, but have the shark disappear. Like, have it vanish. Like, That's there's the a, thing, yeah. Yeah, there's a 25, like you said, like, where is it? Holy fuck, where is it? Like, what do we do? And the other thing, okay, this is the thing that, like, sort of irked me more was... They want to kill it with this, like, serum. Like, they want to use this poison, essentially, to kill yeah. the, the shark. And then there's someone shooting at it. They're like, you think that's going to kill the shark? I'm like, no, but get a fucking bazooka and blow that thing up. Like, <laughs> you, like there are so many options you have. If you, if you have confirmed you want to kill the shark, why don't you just, Take it like, get, get the military on it and kill this shark? He has a private army, and he drops death charges in and kills a whale. Like, I think that was their thing. Like, oh, we'll show you what happens if you do it this way. I'm like, no, I don't buy that. You could have easily done it. You could have easily That's the thing. Like, and there's no collateral out there. Like, it would have made more sense if it was, you know, going along the coastline of, you know, a busy Californian coastline or, you know, China coastline or something where people are all swimming because yeah. you're not going to drop charges then because you're going to kill people, right? Like, so they need to do the poison thing then. Whereas when you're in the middle of the ocean, there's no collateral. Just fucking blow it up. <laughs> yeah, um, it's so weird. I swear to God, I am going to say some nice things about this shark, but i got one more bad thing I want to say, and that's uh, the, the tension between or the tension that I expected between all the characters and what they want to do with the shark. Like, there's vaguely one thing where the um, the Chinese, like, the guy who's running the um, the research facility says, uh, no, we need to, you know, try and... S oh, actually, I don't even know if he says it. I think that Su someone, Yin says someone it. Someone says we need She's to She's like, there's, there's yeah. got to be a non-lethal way to do it. There's, does anyone actually say they want to research it or anything? Like, yeah. I they do okay well it's, it's if it's said it's very vague and then all of a sudden they're all on board to killing this thing like yeah, it's, it's nothing to them they're there's like, no in between yeah. there's no nothing in the book um the the facility is actually like a giant sea world that i think they've set up for um whale research and when they find this this shark they're kind of like well shit we should we should put the shark in this thing like we should and they're trying to lure the shark into this facility so they can research it and then ultimately have it as a tourist attraction and that's what is missing here is like you know rain wilson's coming in he's the financier but he's he wants it dead because he doesn't want lawsuits and then the chinese want it dead because they're on board for it for some reason and jonas is like fuck that shark i'm gonna kill it yeah you know <laughs> and so everyone wants it dead there's no tension in the thing like i feel like rain wilson should have been like no we need to catch this thing and use it as a tourist att attraction because he's the money man right like he he wants money so where is all that there's nothing there it's just like oh let's kill it which yeah, takes away from so it's so much potential for more drama and more tension there but Okay, we've made it very clear that they don't care about characters and they don't care about tension and they don't care about that. They care about this shark and the way it looks. Now, in the book, the shark is actually albino because it's been living down in the depths of the ocean. Yeah. It's, it has this really cool thing. And actually, there's a lot of things that they could have done with reveals and that, shark, uh, that Jaws-esque, you know, just see a little bit of the, the monster, but not all of it. When it comes near you, it's so albino that the sun actually reflects off it and makes it glow. 
So there's this weird glow that follows it around. That's pretty cool. And um, so, you know, when you're down in the depths of the, the ocean and you just see this white thing coming out of the... Like, it was... In my head, it was visually appeasing. Like, I thought it sounded really cool. But I did read that they tried to do that, but it, it struggled to make it look realistic um, as, as a uh, CG okay. shark. Yeah. Which... That's fair enough. It probably would have looked pretty stupid if you didn't read the book, you know what I mean? Like, it could have... Unless that... You know, I, I think there was probably a way to photograph it and, just, like, that selective photography could have made it really cool, but it didn't work. And the other thing with the shark is it's very sensitive to light because it's been living down in the depths of the ocean. So yeah. when it comes up, it can't come out at daylight because the sun's too harsh for its eyes. And they actually... And Jonas actually saves himself by flashing the floodlights of the submarine into its eyes. Um, that's how it wins, how, how it gets away. So in this one, they use it as a distraction and it's like attracted to the light, which is the complete opposite of what the book was. And it yeah. makes more sense for it to do that. Anyway, they made it look like a great white shark, which I think was the right decision in terms of visually for film. Absolutely. I agree. I, I don't think it would have done well. No, if it, had. it would have looked silly, but it looks fucking cool like i think it's as a giant great white shark this shark looks brilliant the cg in it is outstanding and it and the movement of it through the water is is very realistic and i'm like i'm glad we're not going back to stock footage of <laughs> of great white sharks and superimposing submarines in front of it like i felt the size of this thing i felt for the most part the weight of it as well and i was like once it catches you it's gonna it's you're dead yeah like, that sort of thing um there were a few times where i was like kind of you know there was a few times where people just got into the boat at the last minute sort of thing and that was really cool like there was that bit where jason statham's getting pulled by the by the rope like the winch they're winching him back in and it's like pull him faster and the shark's fucking chasing him and then it just I like i like that up until the the bit where he's like face to face with it and it's trying to chomp him and i'm like come on like just ha like i don't know it didn't it wasn't like scary for me no tense. no and that's the problem it is but but i think by this point i'd accepted that this is what this movie was <laughs> and i've taken that on and i'm like no, actually that's pretty cool you've given me some cool visual cues yeah and there's like the bit where he kind of like fly kicks out of the water as it jumps up yeah and all that i'm like oh that looks fucking awesome but my my one question is what you know the weight of this thing how does it stop itself before it just destroys that boat yeah, like honestly, why is it the not other, attacking yeah. the boat? <laughs> it kills the that's submarines. The, that's the other thing that confused me was you see it destroy boats completely, but then they're out on a charter boat that it could easily take down, and it mm. doesn't. Like it makes no attempt to. Mm. And I'm like, okay, so it's going to chase individual humans that are tiny comparative to itself, but it won't attack a large boat. Like it was just such a weird thing. And then they're like, oh, don't turn the engine on, it's attracted to boats. And you go, okay, cool. So they're just sitting there. That's why it's not attacking. But then they reel in Jason Statham and it chases Jason Statham. And you're right, it just stops itself. It's like, all right, I'll let you go. It's like, no, yeah. <laughs> take down that fucking boat. Like that thing's got everyone on it. What are you doing? And like, it's how so cool weird. visually would that be with it just plowing through the boat? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it ain't no thing, you know, <laughs> it just smashes through this boat and it happens a few times. I, I think when, um, um, is it Ruby Rose? Yeah. Is that her name? Yeah. When she's getting up, um, it does it again. It sort of just dives under it. It's kind of like, no, the weight of that thing, it, I don't think it physically could stop at the, <laughs> the power that it's going through that water. But I love, love, loved the bit 
where that second Megalodon came out and just and chomped that. Oh, so oh good, man, yeah. that was the best part of the film for me because even I didn't see it coming. I was kind of like, oh, there's another one. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said. Yeah, there's two. But then old mate swimming around in the thing it, it really took me off guard i was like oh actually this is a nice character moment look at them they're all happy he's been pushed into the water oh no oh better that. get back in yeah. and he's showing some leg and then oh! I was like, holy yeah. shit <laughs> it was so savage i loved it and then it was like okay and this one looks a little bit bigger so good luck with that guys um, <laughs> and that's really where the movie kicks in, like, because that Megalodon's the smart one and it goes straight for the beach. Um, but that's yeah. like an hour, hour and a half into the film. Like, it's a long way in before. What confuses me, okay, this is the thing. How can you track one fish this well? Like, the ocean's so vast. Yeah. Like, yeah. how can you know exactly? You put a tracker on it. I just think that's so corny. Like, how can you find a one? There's one of them, and like, it's swimming around at this point and you go it's heading directly to this beach let's beat it there like wouldn't it just be a better story if they're like where the fuck is this shark and no one knows and suddenly this beach just starts getting torn up you well, know that's, like that's the thing yeah that goes back to what we were talking about before the, the mystery of this thing and what it is and we don't we don't know what it wants yeah. you know we don't know what it's looking for and they really it's a dropped ball by not taking into account how vast the ocean is and where you know exactly that like where is this fish where is yeah. the fish oh there it is it's killing everybody on the shanghai fucking beach line okay well at least we know where it is now <laughs> just it's just odd like it can it can clearly survive major pressure like major depths mm. and it's and it's like swimming at the top of the 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 ocean like the very very top i don't yeah, understand yeah yeah and again again like the sun would be hurting it i know that like yeah i don't know it's yeah it's hard to analyze science but it's not about this is the thing like people tell me this all the time this is a like a frustration i have is like man people must get so pissed off when i take like our film and then i take some greater problem with the world when you watch a film and you say why did this happen this doesn't make sense and they go it's a movie you know, like, it's a movie, it doesn't matter. Or, dude, it, you know, without that, there's no drama. For me, it's like, yeah, I'm not asking why it doesn't make sense in the real world. I'm saying within the film world, they have set up a set of laws that everything mm. must abide by, and this doesn't abide by the, the laws that the film has set up for itself. That's the thing. If you go, we're going to justify a prehistoric shark living at the depths of the ocean and we're going to go scientific with it and say the reason it's just, it's, it's alive is because underneath the Mariana Trench is a cloud and nothing can pass the cloud. Okay, believable. So yet now, if you set up that rule, you must abide by that rule within the film. And if you fail to do that and things don't make sense within that rule, then it, you suspend disbelief. Like you suspend belief of the film. Like, I go, yeah, and so do you. You go, what the fuck? Like, why is he not using 70% of the ocean? You know, like, why, like, why is there no tension from that? Why is this happening? It happens all the time in movies. And sometimes, like, generally a good film will stay within its limits. Like, yeah. uh, like Jumanji, for fuck's sake, Jumanji has literally a big part of that film is the, is its, it's its world's rules. Like, the reason they're stuck in it is because of the rules they set out. And that film is so crazy and so insane but you enjoy every second of Jumanji because you go, I'm talking about the new one, because yeah. you go, all right, I believe everything happening in here because it's it's following the rules it set out for itself. 
whereas this isn't. And so it kills it a little bit. The so giant what, shark... What rules anyway. don't you think it's following? Well, at the, at the start with Jason Statham and the submarine getting crumpled, mm. this whole... Mm. This whole, the shark is out and it's been living on, like at a certain pressure its whole life and suddenly it's swimming around and its initial reaction is to go to the very top and just kill humans. Mm. And I'm like, it's a massive, like the shark is so big. I feel like it would be pursuing bigger prey. Like it's it looking for whales. whales. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Where's the blue whale scene? That's yeah. what I want to see. Yeah. Wouldn't it be hunting whales or at least... Wouldn't it be like harder to find? Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be harder to track? Like, there's all these things where this genius animal becomes an idiot. You know, <laughs> like it's just, it's not, it's not awful. Like, I'm not saying this film is completely ruined, but it's just little things where I'm like, what? Like, come on now, how the fuck does that work? Mm. Um, like, I know why they've done it because they want to, they want us to see more shark. But by doing that, it makes it feel a little bit less polished and it yeah. makes it feel a bit more lame to be honest like yeah. like i'm sitting here i'll praise that shark the shark looks great but the photography of the shark for the most part outside the the cool shot with the little girl yeah. um is pretty shit pretty like weak, there's yeah. nothing like actually the, the the cinematography in this movie is horrible like i actually it's one of the very few movies that i'm just like man actually this this could have been shot so much better i'm pretty sure they overdid like you know that the, the leaves actress the chinese lady so yeah pretty sure, pretty sure she's airbrushed and and they've done the same to statham i've never seen that done to that level in the yeah. american film it like was i've very, never yeah. seen it and i think that's also the problem is it you're you're right it all feels very polished it feels yeah. very pretty and like do we need it to be pretty let's darken this shit up like the the facility is just spotless and and but it's not in a uncomfortable clinical way it just kind of looks nice and it's just it's doing nothing for the story like i i kind of think of you know when i think of water facilities like oil rigs and things like that which are kind of filthy and and just a little bit uncomfortable to be amongst it's like any minute the the wall could pop and the water's gonna come in you know there's yeah. not there's no none of that sort of stuff and like as cool as the little glass tube that the girl's walking through when she sees the shark and stuff is outside of that everything's just too pretty and you're right i i didn't notice the airbrushing but now that you pointed out it's, it's very obvious but look outside of the cinematography and stuff one thing i do want to commend is the sound design the sound design in this is off oh, the hook great. um there was yeah. actually one bit i saw it in imax and there was one bit where um you know when jason statham's like dropping really fast he turns off all these systems and is dropping fast to go save those people on the bottom of the, the ocean my ears actually started popping from the base or whatever the hell was going really? on in the sound design i was like oh my god like i feel like i'm actually descending right now this is incredible <laughs> that's so dope that's so cool i've never had that sensation in a film before so i gotta give it props for that and the and the one last uh thing i want to talk about is the little girl because she is the best character and best actor in this yeah. film easily. She is absolutely adorable and she's the only one I believe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my girlfriend has a vendetta against any character that makes an attempt to be cute because I agree. I was watching it and I was like, she's so cute. Oh, what a little cutie. Like, she's so fun to watch. And then Shayna is just watching it with me and I'm just like listening to her go, oh my fucking God. 
Oh my god, I don't give a shit. Oh my god, you're so lame. <laughs> like, it's like the cuteness didn't affect her. She's like, I don't care how cute you try to be, you're a punk. Like, she just didn't, she just hated the thought of it. Like, she's like, fuck off. I love I this. Want... Two cynical males are sitting here being like, yeah. oh, the little girl. And your yeah. girlfriend's like, fuck that girl. <laughs> my, Shana, Shana has an issue with any, cat, like, not just on, a, on another issue, on another um Thing. She has an issue with any character that tries to be like self-aware almost. And it's always like she has a problem with like females in film that that talk about how they're strong female characters or how they're empowering the race. Like Solo, the Lando's robot partner, she fucking hated her. Like when she died, she she actually went, oh my God, thank God for that. Like, that's, <laughs> I think a lot of people did though. That's, um, yeah, that's any character. Wreck-It Ralph 2, the trailer for that. There's one bit where the, the girl, Sarah Silverman's character, meets all the Disney princesses, and then she's like, I'm a princess. And they're like, oh, do you, do you live in a pumpkin? Do you wear glass slippers? And then she's like, no, no. And then she's like, did a man come and save you, and now everyone thinks your problems are suddenly fixed? And she's like, yeah. And then Shayna literally went, I'm not watching that fucking movie. Like that's <laughs> that's the that's the level. She's like, I'm done with that. And I was like, holy shit. Anyway, bit but of how a did this come back to the child? How did she like? Why did uh, that make it? Because, was the child self-aware? Like, it's just no. It's just like he's a character that's cute, and like her whole shtick is she's cute. Like she's just trying to. She's a cute. I think any character that tries to play on a certain like emotional level yeah, that fair enough. De- developed. She just fucking hates just it. Shut shuts it down. She fucking hates it. She's got no mercy. It's so funny. Anyway, sorry to oh, yeah. bring that up. Yeah, well, I, I loved her. Like, I think just because she was a shining light among all these uh, these other shitty performances. Um, what, does she, what does she call Jonas? She gives him a nickname. Crazy. Hey, crazy, crazy. Oh, that was so cute. It's like, hey, crazy. It's like that. Okay. Yeah. I like you. I like you. But hey, should we wrap this shit up? Yeah, it's time for the good, the bad, and the the fish. Oh, sorry, the ugly. <laughs> Do you like what I did there? That's savage, man. Ouch. Ouch, <laughs> ouch, ouch. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Savage. What the fuck? Okay. Podcast done. The good. What do you got? That shot with the the, the girl was probably my good. I, I, some of the shark stuff I quite like. The shark imagery. Um, mm. Some. Keyword some. That's probably my good. What's yours? I'm going to give it a double good because I feel like this needs all the positives it can get because I'm about to tear it a new one in the, the bad and the ugly. I think the sound design was fantastic. Like I said, my ears popping was what and then the shot of the second megalodon coming out like i actually fired up after that because it kind of lost me i was start like i was sitting there with my arms crossed and being all cranky because <laughs> i was like i've waited so long for this movie and it fucking sucks and even and, yeah. yeah me and me and um reese were like rolling our eyes and be like you know questioning the screen every time a bad line come out i'm in trouble like no okay um, which leads me on to my bad, which I'm just going to take over right now, is the, the line deliveries and the, the lines are just bad. It's just bad writing. That's, that's my bad. What's yours? <laughs> my, my bad would have to be the lack of like, justification in the writing. So very similar, but like why things happen. A lot of it doesn't really make sense, and that sort of kills it for me. That's my bad. And the ugly... My ugly would have to be the acting. It's fucked. Like so it's bad. the act. 
The acting is fucking terrible from everyone in this film. Everyone. Yeah. Like, oh my god, it's just so bad. Just a cash grab for everyone involved. What's your ugly? I, I almost want to say my ugly is everything outside of the shark and the little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be things. that harsh though, but I, I, there's a there's a few levels to this ugly. It's the acting is just off, just bad, 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 bad. And I, I have to say it, it comes down to the director as well. This guy directed National Treasure, and his shining light was Cool Runnings back in 1993. Oh my God. Now the original director that was attached before this guy came in was Eli Roth. And I don't know if you're familiar with Eli Roth, but he did Hostel. Uh, he produced Piranha 3D. Is so this he, the dude that was in um, Inglourious Bastards? The guy uh, who plays yes, the Yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's a crazy motherfucker. He directed um, the Bruce Willis Death Wish that just came out. So this guy knows B-movie type things, you know what I mean? And he walked away because of creative differences. Basically, he wanted an R-rated film and they didn't. And look, I don't particularly need an R-rated gore fest, but take advantage of it. You know, take advantage of the the slasher-esque thing that is the shark genre. Um, and I reckon Eli Roth could have done that. This director, no. I don't, like, yeah. Anyway, I think he's the one who's killed it uh, along with a, a, a really bad script. So, like I said, you can't make Jason Statham bad. I would have never thought that, but he is. He's horrible in this movie, and it all comes down to the line deliveries, and it's even uglier because I've read the book, and the book has a it's lot really of depth good. in it that's yeah. not... It's not enough. It's not like, oh, this is too complicated for a film. The book was basically a script. Like, you could have just taken it and just really adapted most of what was in that film, all the law, all the science, all that sort of stuff, all the because all the tension between the people that want to say, like I was talking about, there's everyone wants to kill the shark in the book. People want to use it as a, a amusement. They want it as a tourist attraction. Like they're the obvious routes. Why not go with them instead of just giving this, giving us these one-dimensional characters that say bad lines? Like how is the little girl the most interesting character in this film? That's fucking ugly. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> please. Right. Okay, let's wrap this up. Get us out of here. Shark stuff is pretty dope. Uh, some of it. it. It sort of doesn't know what it wants to be. And unfortunately, it, it sort of maintains that the whole way through. So while there's some cool stuff and some cool imagery, the overall film is pretty weak. It's like a romp, but sometimes doesn't know it wants to be a romp. So... It fails to sort of fit in any category and it sort of kills it for, for me. So I'm going to give it a two out of five. Yeah, fair call, fair call. Now, I feel like I should love this movie. Even I feel like you should love it too. I've, uh, yeah, like I, I knew you would hate it. <laughs> but I thought I would be the one defending this and I would come in just being like, no, it's so bad, it's good. But it doesn't even hit that. And that's, like, I'm forgiving with these things. <laughs> like, I just want to see giant sharks kill people. But we don't see enough of the savagery of this shark. And that's kind of where I'm most disappointed. The shark looks great. Um, there's uh, There are some cool moments. But overall, the script just kills this. And there's no reason for me to care. So, I can't get on board i can't be like this is so bad it's good i can't even watch this drunk and enjoy it i think oh maybe <laughs> i'm sure i could have a good giggle at some of those bad lines well i'm in trouble oh my god i can't mm. 
I give it a two out of five as well. <laughs> yeah, fuck this. What are we reviewing next, Fish? Oh, man. Another one that I'm a bit worried about because I'm a bit too keen for it. I'm feeling like it could be another Meg situation, but I don't know. The Predator is coming out in September, and I really want to talk about it. Have you seen the trailers? Where no, are you on the seen, Predator front? I haven't front? seen anything. I'm keen to see it. I haven't seen anything about it, but I want to. I'm going to watch have you it. Seen, have you seen the original? No. You haven't seen Predator? Okay, that's your homework. You need to watch Predator yeah, before I, you watch it. I'm this definitely one. going to. Don't worry. It's Predator, Predator is in my top five movies. Easily. Yeah. I, I um, love I Predator. Really tell, I don't really tell people I haven't seen it because I get that reaction. So I just... <laughs> I think I've brought it up on the podcast, but one of my best cinematic uh, experiences was going to see a double feature of Predator and Die Hard, and it was just full of, like, blokes drinking beer, and every time there was, like, a big, like, one-liner or they killed something, the entire cinema erupted in applause. <laughs> so, I, this is, I love Predator, but it's my love for Predator that actually has me a little worried. Like, we've reviewed the Alien vs. Predator movies, and they were both trash, and I was the I was the Predator fan. Like, I wanted more Predator stuff, but I feel like we really haven't got anything... Predators was okay, that 2010 that came out, that wasn't too bad, but, um, like, Predator 2's, like, okay, it's got Danny Glover in it, but the rest of what we've seen, at least the modern Predator stuff, is nothing to write home about, so... I am worried, but this is directed by Shane Black, who uh, was Iron Man 3. Phenomenal track record. Yes, he's a really good director. Um, he actually was in Predator. He's one of the people, he's one of the army guys. He was an actor back in the day, so, you know, it makes sense. It should work. I haven't been all that excited from the trailers. Reese, our buddy Reese, is losing his shit over it, so. I'm gonna go with him and hopefully I can feed off his excitement. Um, but I'm also hoping that because I've kind of got lower expectations, it might work. It might, I might be a little less judgy on it, but we'll see on the next episode of Fish and Connor Saw a Movie. Follow us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher. Play the music, Fish. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film The Meg, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track Beyond the Sea is performed by Bobby Darren, and the track The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly Titles is performed by Ennio Morricone. Yeah.